Hi. Hey. Two for two. Yeah. Rudderless, the sports terminology podcast. Right. I I actually had no idea that was. I didn't even know what you were talking about. Honestly, I just said yeah. I never do. Yeah, just to um, you know, not have it become an issue between us. Yeah. Where you say two for two, and I say, what the fuck are you talking about? See, that's that's the sort of honesty, raw honesty that I think people are going to want to hear from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have another good question that came up today. Um, let me read it to you verbatim. Okay. It's about boundaries. <laughs> I'm a little, bit, a little bit scared about the emphasis on verbatim, but let's do it. <laughs> Maybe I just like the word. Okay. Hey. Okay. If I start to feel like I'm hiding myself to hold my boundaries, am I actually losing my grip on said boundaries or deceiving myself? Okay, I get the verbatim now. If if I start to feel that I'm hiding myself, what was the rest yeah. of it? Um, to keep my boundaries or to hold on to my boundaries and then um am i actually like deceiving myself about those boundaries so okay okay, the way that i made sense of this is someone has boundaries doesn't feel like they can hold them in a real life situation and so they just like avoid that situation or person Mm mm-hmm so they're yeah. sort of isolating. Yeah, they're isolating, and that's the only way they can uh, they can find themselves holding on to the boundary. So yeah, um, what do you think? I think it's. I mean, the the you're the only one who's going to know what your boundaries are, right? Mm-hmm. So you get to define your boundaries, and so defining if if. I don't think that you can lose yourself by defining your boundaries. Yeah. I do think that you, that you can lose, you can definitely lose yourself by making, allowing your boundaries to be way too porous mm-hmm. or knocked over or trampled upon or whatever. But um, it's, it's hard to answer like most of these without knowing more about the situation. Yeah, that's true. I, I was thinking about this one and at first I, I, so I've had a lot more time to think about this than you have. Cause I, I see the questions ahead of time, mm-hmm. uh, which I feel super insidery getting to see the questions before you do. Um, For the best. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what I came to see this question as is, is it, I like, am I really um, capable of holding a boundary if the only way that I know to hold it is to isolate myself? So I don't have to encounter people or situations that might press upon that boundary. Okay. Yeah, I can get it from that. that yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I think in that way, um, yeah, if you're, like I'm all for good isolation and seclusion and 
um, all that. I love that shit. But I do agree, like, especially if you find yourself asking this question, there's a reason why you're asking it. And um, the way to hold boundaries is not to just isolate yourself so you never have to encounter a situation that might um, press upon the boundary. Right, because then you wouldn't need boundaries. Yeah. If you're, you're the just only alone. one, then yeah, you don't need to have yeah. boundaries. Yeah, you're not like exercising your, uh, what do you call it? Your, your like fence making abilities or something. You're like thatching. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're thatching, you're uh, what, log cabin building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So back to Lincoln Logs every time (laughs) right (laughs) or back to um back to robert frost mending fences oh yeah a good poem really good anyway yeah so i'd say if you find yourself isolating all the time just so you can feel like you are living um within your boundaries then yeah you need another approach and what I would, what I suggest to like everyone, and most people think it doesn't apply to them, but I assure you it does, is adult children of alcoholics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've recommended that to me. Yeah, I recommend it to fucking everyone. Mm-hmm. And almost everyone says, but my parents weren't alcoholics. And I say that is irrelevant. That's kind of a red herring in the title of this group. Right, because, right. It's like it, the 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 drama of the gifted child. Well, yes. I wasn't a gifted child. There's still value. Um, right. I mentioned the fact that that's could be a like a gross mistranslation of the original title, but yeah, yeah. So here, alcoholics just replace it with fucked up parents, mm-hmm. and that applies to just about everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone I can think of has fucked up parents, so. Yeah, um, this group really teaches boundaries and, uh, you know, the boundaries of responsibility. And um, I don't know. I I don't think you need to go to the meetings. I think you could just read some material. Yeah, but- I was going to ask, is it like a traditional sort of 12-step group where you attend meetings and there's literature to read and you get a sponsor and that kind of stuff? Well, here's the interesting thing is it is a 12-step thing. It is based on AA, like all the other 12-step things seem to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the fun twist is that there are no sponsors. Okay. Well, there are no because... sponsors in the original AA either. That's not in the Oh, okay. But it does seem to be like widely accepted as part of the program now. Yes. So anyway, but they just clear won't give you like i did go to a meeting and after it i was like oh like how do i get a sponsor and they were like you need to come to more meetings because we don't do sponsors um because getting a sponsor would be like this um you know hierarchical relationship and they're trying to teach you how to trust yourself and how to like identify your own boundaries and whatever. I do think it could be helpful to work through it with someone. Right. Uh, But it would be at cross purposes to have someone say, this is how you do this. Do it like this. 
Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. So anyway, I suggest going to their website. They have this thing called the laundry list. I don't know how it got that name. I'm totally not an expert on this group, but if you go down the list, um, you'll read all these characteristics of adult children of fucked up parents. And if you identify with some of them, then, you know, the group, um, the materials might be a good fit for you. It sounds pretty universal. I mean, it it sounds like that list of like, are you an alcoholic? And it's like, if you, if you match three or four of these things, and you read it and you're like, everyone I know is a fucking alcoholic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I do want to bring up to like, as far as the word alcoholic goes, you know, that's not the clinical term anymore. Mm. Um, uh, the term used nowadays is someone with alcohol use disorder. Mm-hmm. And, and there are like three different levels, like mild, moderate, severe. Okay, um, so there's like different you, roasts. Yeah. That like your light exactly. roast, your medium <laughs> roast, dark roast, just been at it a long time. Yeah, Italian, mm-hmm. Italian dark roast. Mm-hmm. Um, your Sumatra roast. Up. I gotcha. Yeah. Espresso. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that. And um, so that. I find that categorization a lot more useful than just like checklist of am I an alcoholic? Because if I go through the alcoholic checklist, I'm not. But if I go through the criteria for alcohol use disorder, I qualify as mild, Hmm. which I think kind of translates to like um, in everyday speak, like a problem with drinking. Right. A problem drinker. Yeah, problem drinker. Yeah. So anyway, um, and then that, like, using that lens can, I think, help people um, get to where they actually want to be in their lives. So they know it doesn't have to be, like, severe dark roast um, for you to start cutting back on the caffeine or to say, like, do I really want all this caffeine in my life? where caffeine is alcohol you know yeah yeah no I follow that part yeah yeah that's it's really interesting because I think that um there's a it feels different to say I'm a person with an alcohol use disorder that Mm -hmm. be branded I'm an alcoholic yes it feels a little kinder to yourself maybe Um, Mm -hmm. but I also think there are I think that I think it can get to a point where you need to acknowledge that you have um, you're not you're you're like like full and if that's yeah alcoholic does that for you awesome yeah, you can't do you have this disease, you have this affliction, you have this whatever, where you don't you have this allergy, I think is a really cool way to look at it, which is not I mine. hate the al- you hate allergy. Way. I hate allergy. Why? It's like the opposite of an allergy. Tell me why. Well, okay, if I have an allergy to uh flowers. 
and I go outside and I sneeze, that's unpleasant and I leave the flowers, right? Right. But Whereas a person, as a, a person who's like engaging in, in alcoholic or addictive behavior, they do it despite the consequences, right? Like yeah, the consequences well, aren't enough to, for them to not do it. Well, they just want more and more. Mm -hmm. So that's not an allergy, that's an addiction. Mm. So I, I just don't think, um, I don't know, for me, the whole allergy thing, I just do not get it. It feels like it was translated from another language poorly. Mm. And um, people do have alcohol, al like there are people with like a alcohol processing right. disorder like a you know allergy. Yeah. a physical yeah so like i've known people yeah yeah um but for me like an allergy is like i don't want it i don't want to be near it i have this severe reaction to a small amount of it mm -hmm. whereas uh alcoholism is like doing it and wanting more and more and wanting more despite all those consequences. So it's just very, um, you're reacting to the allergen by wanting more of it. Yeah. I think they would say it's more that you're despite, despite the negative consequences, you keep doing it, which is, yeah, is an addiction, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, solved. all right. Right. Well, no, not not quite. I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because I wanted to point out another another thing about the original question. The um, you know, if the only way for me to hold my boundaries is by sequestering myself, then am I just kidding myself about my boundaries? And I. I don't think you're kidding yourself about your boundaries, but I do think you're kidding yourself about your ability to hold your boundaries um, because you will like boundaries affect all areas of life. You can go to the grocery store and the checkout person can be like, how's your day going? You know, and you can be like, oh, I actually don't want to answer that question. That's a boundary. Mm. Um, so even in the most, minute interactions of life even if you're not directly interacting with someone else there are still boundaries you know boundaries between neighbors and uh friends and um all kinds of boundaries well, anyway favorite, some of my favorite boundaries are grocery store boundaries i don't know why that's oh, yeah. for me but like um now it's it's much less so now with the pandemic and everything but very often it seems like people stand way too fucking close to you in line at the grocery store, you know, yes. like right up behind you. And I've, yeah. I've said, I've turned around sometimes and said like, can you take a step back or can you give me a little room or another thing? And this was something in Colorado and specifically in Denver is people shop like they're on speed, like, <laughs> what? Yeah, like they're, they're sprinting <laughs> through the store. Like, I got to get this shit. I got to, you know, kids. I don't know what the fuck they're in a hurry for, but I would, like, a couple times, I would just, like, step aside and, like, do the grand, you know, like, 
you go, go first. first sir, my lady you know or whatever like, yeah um, yeah and then they look at you like you're an asshole and oh my god what but it's like you're you were actually like i was feeling your solomon sneakers like creep up my spine so just go ahead yeah go ahead and yeah. get like the the coleslaw or whatever the fuck it is that you're in such a hurry to get i i couldn't care less yeah um, get your coleslaw get the fuck out of my life people stop being assholes at the grocery store everybody is yeah. in a hurry or they're not and it's not their problem whatever you're dealing with yeah no kidding um I mean, obviously, almost everyone has more responsibilities than I have, mm. but um, but yeah, there's no need to act like you're on the verge of giving birth, <laughs> you know? Yeah, because that's what I always think Unless when some like when someone's an asshole on the highway. Right. Yeah, I'm like, oh, maybe they're just in labor, mm. um, which is especially fun if it's a man. Uh, who's acting that way and i'm like oh he's in labor and his body is really not designed for this so yeah that's really a um, risky position understandable for, for someone to be in who's not not right yeah and yeah also, you, like, get, you, you get to a hospital i feel like so much of that used to be like centered around there was a structure for working people around prime time because, right, that's, mm -hmm. like, the big pass fire. Everybody has to get home to see X show at X time uh -huh. or whatever. Like, I don't want to miss okay. what it, The Bachelor or whatever. Now none of that shit matters because you can watch anything, anytime, everywhere, forever. Right? So <laughs> so there's no reason to rush wait, home. Wait, wait, We need a media company that's tackling this. You can watch anything, anytime, anywhere, Welcome forever. Where you can watch anything, anytime. <laughs> anywhere forever okay now we don't have <laughs> we provide we provide the ivs we provide like a like a little portable potty you can just sit on there in front of mm -hmm. your preferred program yeah yep. or in your car yeah you're rushing yeah. home so you can go to the bathroom before you have to watch love island don't worry about it it's right right so we don't have any of that technology or channels. And in fact, this is our only program. But yeah, chill out. Like you're not gonna miss anything. There's no more missing media. It's like everywhere, all the time, forever. Yeah. I feel that way about I don't music know. too. Like I'm constantly discovering, quote unquote, discovering an album that's like a year old and telling people about yes. it. And they're like, oh my God, you haven't heard that? No, nope, I, I didn't. I don't really keep up with indie rock or whatever the fuck. If it comes to me when it comes to me and when I'm ready for it, you know, and that's, I think that's actually kind of cool. And I think it, it means the stuff that's good is going to hit you when you're ready for it or not. Cause there's also so much of it that you're never going to hear all of it or see all of it or right. watch all of it. But it yeah. seems like, it just seems like there's less pressure to keep up with anything because it's just going to be around. It's always, yeah, it's always around. Yeah, I agree. So moving way back to what I was initially trying to say in this segment is that um, 
So if you're sequestering yourself as a way of being like, oh, I'm holding this boundary because I'm all alone, um, that's actually a sign of enmeshment. Um, so it, uh, okay, so picture the coin, you know, with two sides. And so uh, complete enmeshment, which I'll get into is on one side and then um, cut off is on the other side. And someone who's not good with boundaries will just flip between these two. Um, so enmeshment is kind of another word for codependency. It's like, oh, Nathan's in a bad mood today. So like I'm in a bad mood today. And mm -hmm. like when he gets happy, then I'll be happy. And like maybe I can make him happy by like, jumping through all these hoops and then I'll feel okay. And like it's, it's just like codependency, right? Yeah. Yeah. So enmeshment is like, um, like I used to go visit my mom's house and every time I visited, um, she would bring up all these traumatic things to discuss, like knowing that they were traumatic. And I've, told her time and time again like you know I will visit you but I don't want to talk about anything that's not in the present day that's not going on right now and she would continually violate that boundary right and so um I for whatever reasons I I'm on the spectrum I guess of being like either enmeshed or cutting off as like the only ways I know how to deal with people with boundaries mm -hmm. um with you know my own boundaries so i would i would just be like okay like you violated my boundary instead of like dealing with this right now i'm just gonna like not talk to you for three months because i've been like so traumatized by the way you violated this so boundary. Is, is that something that you're actually saying to her um, no, like that's not off. something I'm saying to her. It's just okay. a cutoff. It's just like a flat cutoff. And so um, that's actually like I used to be really proud of like, oh, I'm not enmeshed. I'm not codependent because look, I cut someone off. Like I don't need them at all. But uh, what I found out in family therapy class was that they're just two sides of the same coin, which is poor boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, so I would say to that person who is sequestering themselves away in order to maintain their boundaries, those are poor boundaries. And you need to just learn skills to um, maintain your boundaries in all kinds of situations, no matter who like asks or how fun the party is or whatever, you know, to remain true to yourself the whole time. Um, so I for me, adult children of fucked up parents was really helpful with that. That's cool. That's good to know. I feel like that's a program that, that almost nobody knows about, even people who are kind of in that recovery world, um, especially 12-step yeah. world. Um, it doesn't come up. Another book that's really good yeah. that, um, or a book that's really good that was recommended to me by my therapist along those lines is called Facing Love Addiction. Oh. That book is, um, it's pretty outstanding. 
and um, it covers a lot of the same things about how people might not understand how to interact with other people or it's kind of that crossover between like enmeshment and codependency and all that stuff mm. but a little bit more on like wow. the romantic relationship um side of things. i need i need that i should read that yeah you, sh you totally should we'll put it in the little our, our little book okay um, okay cool yeah i i actually have a good friend who um, in who's the person who introduced me to adult uh, yeah adult children of fucked up parents, mm -hmm. aka Which alcoholics, I, I and actually, um, can we start a petition? To, yeah, to have that actually rebranded as adult children of fucked up parents. Let's Much do it. Than... Let's start an online petition. Okay. Yeah, change.org slash. <laughs> that would make a lot more sense though. Yeah, it it would, and it would get them a lot more people going. Yeah. So anyway, this friend of mine who was the person who introduced me to adult children is um is now going to one of the I don't know what it's called, but the um twelve step for love addiction wow. and has, and like hearing yeah, it has a, a very sexy name when you say it out loud of SLA, it's Sex and Love Addiction Anonymous. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that, and it sounds like that is even better for teaching boundaries, teaching like how to return to the self mm -hmm. and your own values and so forth. So I did get interested in that and because um, I need lots of help with boundaries, but um uh, it's good to know there's a book and that I don't have to go to meetings yeah. and be like, I, I am a sex and love addict. Well, totally. And yeah. the other thing that's cool now, especially is there's so many Zoom meetings that you can check out these meetings without even having your name up there or being on screen or anybody knowing that you're there. I would just Google S-L-A-A. Yeah. Okay. Uh, your city or whatever actually whatever city you want to check out a meeting in and you can do that but yeah I mean me too I would much rather like get my head around the concept via a book or some research um, before just completely outing myself for whatever it is I think my problem is today yeah for me it's less I mean it is outing myself in a meeting that's kind of intimidating, but it's more so that I get really, really bored in 12-step mm. meetings. Is it the listening to other <laughs> so, people talk? Or even myself yeah. talk. It's it's just the talking. So much of it seems so irrelevant. And I know, like, I've done the whole thing of, like, take what you need and leave right. the rest yeah, and yeah. all that. and but. But I hear that, and sometimes I come out of those meetings when I was going to AA, and I was like, take what I – I didn't need any of that shit. Mm -hmm. I did not need any of that, and I just wasted, like, two hours getting there and helping, helping set up, and, I, like, I made no connections, and I feel like a total alien. Um, That's actually I don't really know. Point, so I've, I've always been really fortunate that meetings that I go to are fairly close 
like even even walkable, oh, okay. like that's a whole different thing if yeah. you're if you're spending a lot of time just getting to and from there and it's not mm -hmm. feeling valuable to you i yeah, yeah. I can see that as being frustrating yeah i'm done cool. <laughs> we've covered a lot and um i feel i feel less sleepy so that was useful yeah i do too so check us out on the insta webs um at rudderless podcast mm -hmm. and email us at rudderless podcast at gmail.com we need questions and if you don't like the kind of questions that we're covering that's on you man like oh, send shit. in another question send in what you want us to ask Luke, yeah yeah take some fucking personal responsibility for once in yeah. your life this is your show i mean you started it you decided yeah that's that right we'll need another podcast <laughs> so make it work you pressed play you press play you're listening to us to you don't like what we're Grown. saying yeah also i would love to know um i would love to hear dissenting that opinions be cool. mm -hmm. because that's one thing we haven't gotten yet except for like a th you know for me being told that i'm a terrible person and being threatened with being yeah. sued well, um i haven't though. had any like, actual kind of badges like we we're really doing that's this. we're being yeah people are i agree to us already yeah yeah um i mean it's it's like a whatever thing that all the podcasts have to go through and no one has corrected my pronunciation yet so get on that yeah listeners we need more um we need more, no one has um, mansplainers you need more reply yes guys, please yep um, yep uh people who will tell us that we were so wrong about something and be really angry and about what would that be great we is need, if you brought your rage that. to the voice message so that we can hear you yes I'm oh my god i would love to hear yeah t totally like i'm sick of us talking why what what um so yeah leave a voice message at anchor.fm and I think it's slash yep. rudderless. Um, and tell us how wrong we are. Please. Yeah, totally. We need some fucking humility That's here. Right. Okay, well, it was yeah, good talking to you. This has gotten out of control. <laughs> Talk <laughs> Let's to you later. end it. Bye. Bye.